Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of It Starts With Action. Today's episode is really interesting. So we have Dan, from who is a year 13 student, and I didn't expect to, like, because I know which school he goes to and he goes to a grammar school, and everyone, like, does economics, maths, like, just law, medicine. And when he said he wanted to do game development, that was super interesting. And so we talked a lot about his passion for game development, it was, yeah, it was really interesting. And we also talked a little bit about the black movement. And yeah, let's get into it. So, hi guys. So today's episode, we have Dan with us. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening at the moment about um, Black Lives Matters movement. And just share, just share our thoughts on it. And as well as like get to know Dan a bit more and understand what your plans are, goals are. So yeah, um, Dan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're feeling at the moment with everything going on? Uh, hello, I am Dan, Daniel Famikin. Um, I am currently a A-level student. I don't, I don't know, do you call yourself an A-level student this time? Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to be someone who is supposed to be taking A-level exams at this present time. <laughs> um obviously we're plunged into complete madness so i can't really be um taking my exams um but yeah i'm one of those people uh i am an aspiring game developer Ooh. um i am studying well i was studying maths physics computing and english literature um i already have a place secured at a university to study game design and programming um that's in staffordshire and stoke um so I'm not exactly the most uh, worried person at this time where everyone's uncertain about kind of teacher assessment, etc. Um, I'm kind of just trying to get through being stuck at home, if anything. Um, home is not the best suited environment for me. Um, I do like being outdoors uh, away from home with different people. So I'm very much looking forward to university. Um, and yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't. I didn't expect to like hear a um, kegs guy say that in, like they're going to do like game development and programming. Yeah, that's actually always. really interesting. And yeah, yeah like I've, I've never had some. I've never talked to someone who wanted to do that. So, hmm. why? Like, what got you interested in doing game development? Just like uh, game oh, okay. <laughs> so I've wanted to do game development for five years now. Wow. Um, really? So that's yeah. I've been a gamer for like most of my life. So I, I played like, I used to play games with like cousins and family friends, like when I was four and it would just be stuff like um, like Pokemon, etc. And one of my very close family friends, he's close enough to be called a cousin, um, gave me his Game Boy Advance when I was mm-hmm. five-ish. Um, and then we dropped by, um, it, was, it was Game Station back then. They were like a, um, they were a, what's, what do you call them? The stores with several branches um yeah they had there were a game shop with several branches like gamers today um but they've long since shut down um and i went there and i bought myself a copy of pokemon leaf green i already had like a scooby-doo game and um something else on the game boy and i just love my game boy then my dad got me a playstation 2 i i've, I've just loved games since then i've, I've tried to mm-hmm. emulate as many games it's not always easiest because 
as I got more familiar with games, my parents got more familiar with the fact that they might distract me from my studies. Yeah. And they're very eager about my studies. So um, they kind of started withdrawing how much they would invest into me allowing to be played games. Um, but I found my own ways to get access to games. And then it happened in year seven where um, a few of my friends were anticipating the release of the fourth entry to the Smash Brothers series, mm-hmm. um, which is like the uh, all-star fighting game with Nintendo characters and stuff, Super Smash Bros. Um, you must have heard of it. Uh, yeah, I played so, a lot of... The only game that I was obsessed with was Mario's and Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, okay, so both of those characters are in that series, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, that was but that was coming... That was going to be released um, in year eight, and I watched E3 for the first time. Um, E3 is the Electronics Entertainment Expo, um, it's an annual event. It's not actually happening this year because of what's going on, but it usually happens in like, um, Vegas, America, um, and all the big companies for games will come and showcase what they've got planned for the next one to yeah. three years, and it's a really That's exciting, exciting. Yeah. So I watched that for the first time in my life live, and I was like, this is crazy. There are people who are actually making games. Like, I, it never occurred to me that there are people... Yeah behind this process like I thought games just instantiated in the world and I was like oh I I, I could do this so I started mm-hmm. looking into it like me in year eight just looking at Wikipedia pages about game development and stuff and I was like mm-hmm. this is really cool and it just became more of a kind of um interest as I grew and kind of understood more about what was going on um and yeah here I am today Oh, that is really that's that's really cool. That's really exciting because I guess like it would be game development is like a, it's a cool and like like normal good job. But then like people when people think of games, they feel like it's just like I guess parents especially like when did, what their what were their thoughts when they heard like you wanted to be a game developer? Did they? There is a bit of a stigma, isn't there? It is just the fact that most games, especially today like electronic media specifically is centered around violence like Mm. you get parents who are worried about the violence and you get the parents who are just generally worried about you're not spending time studying when you should be when you're you're spending time playing games when you should be studying um and then there's all sorts of concerns but um i was kind of surprised at how easy it became to get my parents around on the thought like even though today, like, my mum will occasionally say, are you sure you don't want to do medicine? Are you sure you don't want to do architecture? I'm like, mum, if I wanted to do medicine, I would kind of have to, like, rejig all my A-levels and, like, yeah. it's not really possible now. I'm, I'm pretty certain I don't want to do these things. But, like, my dad's been very supportive. He did. He actually found me the course um, that I ended up taking when um, oh, I ended so up cool. applying to for uni. So, um, no, yeah, they have been... It's one of the things they've actually been more supportive of in my life. So, yeah, mm. that's good. That is interesting. I guess, like, yeah, because some, uh, like, when I was young, I know, I remember, like, all these boys just, like, loving games and, like, just want to do it for life. But then at the same time, like, you know, there's, like, professional gamers where they do, like, competitions and win millions. Mm. Like, people don't really, I don't know, like, I feel like it's not not really supportive. And, like, I think it's just super cool that you're going for like what you want to do, even though maybe it's not exactly what other people would, it's not like the mainstream thing. Um, Mm. And I feel like, especially like 
grammar schools and stuff it's like medicine yeah. law economics um and so i did not expect to hear you like get into like game development but then at the same time i think it's like it's going to be really fun i think and really cool oh no definitely yeah have you done anything related to that like in your own time like your own game oh, projects? Uh, yeah I'm, i mean i'm currently working on a project because i have um i have I mean, everyone who ever wants to kind of go into anything like that, anything where you create, anything where you're maybe writing novels or making movies, you all you already going into that might have like your own kind of pipe dream ideas that you want to make a reality down the line. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, I want to start my own studio and make this game, and it's going to be a multinational bestseller, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and everyone's everyone's kind of excited about that kind of thing, and like, I do have a few ideas like that. So I have been. Um, messing around with tools obviously um it is something that like you you do technically get better at when you have money because you can afford certain tools certain software actually hardware as well that will allow you to you know do better things like i i, I can't run unreal engine for example which is um an engine used to make games i can't run it very well on my laptop Mm -hmm. so it's not really advisable for me to try because it will just kill it um but i do use unity um i've been working with different kind of 3d modeling um software um i've tried my hand at music i'm not the most musically gifted um there is a lot that goes into a game and i mm -hmm. think experimenting with this kind of stuff has helped me appreciate that because not i mean barely anyone who will go into this field will go into it being able to be a jack of all trades it'll be a jack of maybe three or maybe a master of one, but no one expected to be doing the programming and the modeling and the storyboard design and the music and the business end. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, um, so yeah, I've, I've been messing around with stuff because I do, I do want to get myself kind of well learned, learned in terms of this kind of stuff. So like, because this this platform is it's kind of deviating from like the main thing that we were planning to talk about but i'm really interested oh, in fine. like this because it's like i i tell everyone that this platform is like a place where you you don't need to like you, you kind of like dream you can dream as big as you want to as unrealistic as crazy as you want to and no one's going to judge you um mm. and it's it's actually like i feel like people don't dream big enough um but like they can't like they want to but at the same time like everyone kind of especially the older generation they like don't believe in them and so i find it really exciting to for people to share like any crazy dreams they have to like inspire other people listening to also not be afraid to dream big so like if like anything's like nothing's off limits yeah what would you like oh, yeah. want what kind of game would you want to create if you could create any any type of game well, my, my i feel like big, they're all like big... similar but I, I i'm not into games but i don't know but... Games are not very similar, actually. Like, Oops. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I, hmm. I mean, my big dream is a RPG series um, called Fable. Um, how it works is it's set in a world where humanity discovers an organ um, in the body which breaks the laws of physics as we know them. It has the ability to create matter that carries energy. Um, and both the matter and energy are created. And that lets them do ridiculous things like, you know, shooting fire out their hands or manipulating water uh, or kind of, I don't know, turning their bodies into metal, et cetera, et cetera. 
it's it's something they can develop full agency over um, and it lets them do what is equivalent to magic um, and then that that is that it becomes the machine through kind of which the player can interact with the world um, it's how they battle it's how they solve puzzles it's it becomes a political thing as well in terms of moving from this this original world very similar to ours where we don't have magic into this world where some people will be more skilled with magic and then it's a it's a bit of a power struggle those who are a bit able what will this do for wars what will do what will this do for kind of industry um because obviously and then this thing becomes um kind of something that works in machines it's part of our um, wildlife as well and i wanted a kind of game that would be um, in terms of how it was sold, I wanted it to kind of be similar to Pokemon, um, but something that was more approachable for people a bit older, because mm. I grew up with Pokemon, Pokemon was my first like kind of bought for me game series, and I've been following it for a long time, but I know that I'm falling away from it because of the fact that it's still being catered towards a seven to three year old audience, mm-hmm. and um, it's just not it's not challenging anymore it's not fun for me anymore but i want an rpg where i know people who did play rpgs because they they are the original rpg players um they'll be able to enjoy it because it does challenge more mature themes and it does have more relatable characters it's less kind of um cartoony i just want to help people in my neighborhood and more we are looking at kind of hard politics heartbreak murder there is there there are there are problems in society how are we going to tackle that in this game and mm. it's it's kind of that yeah that's that's what i want people to feel about that is like you're so well like planned out that's so cool i guess like, it is like at the same time like some people think that games are like can be really violent and not good but then i guess you learn a lot through the game as well about real life of course definitely like um especially uh, rpgs are definitely a big place for that what does rpg uh, mean again role-playing games rpgs oh, are role-playing games yeah okay, so um role-playing games uh they are two things they are you role play you, you play a role uh, that, that's quite literal there and then the second thing is um which not because no one actually knows what the definition of rpgs is like to, no one tends to know but an rpg is a game in which there is a statistical 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 representation of how powerful or able you are in the game so usually there'll be some sort of number that represents kind of how quick you are how strong you are how wise you are etc um so those would start with like tabletop games that people would actually play in real life um around the table um kind of dungeons and dragons you roll your dice oh i want to hit this ogre you can only actually succeed in your hit if you roll more than a six or something like that um, and that that kind of stuff, and then it became a more digital thing as people learned to digitalize things. Mm. I guess the future of games is probably a lot to do with like virtual reality and actually experiencing the game, like you're in the game. Mm. That would be really virtual fun. Actually, like yeah. Pardon? I've never tried it though, so I don't know. Have you ever tried like um, the I have reality? No. Um, But it's a very interesting topic because of the fact that um, people are going to, I I feel like it won't be so much of a debate as it will be kind of just a little 
thing that develops its own group because um, there will be people who still just want a screen, who don't want, who don't want specs, who don't want goggles, who don't want virtual reality. Mm. Um, and I feel like at first maybe that might start a little bit of contention, but as things get on, it will just be oh, people who want to use virtual reality, they can do their thing. That's fine. People who don't want to use virtual reality, they can do their thing. That's fine. It's it's not going to cause so much of a problem in games. It's just going to be another avenue for, through which we can play games. Because I think, like, game society is is not the most, like, abhorrent of places. It can be terrible. But I feel like on that kind of level, it, we, we, we'd be able to get through it. Mm. Yeah. I feel like... Cause in the other episodes we were talking about how school education they teach you a lot of theory stuff um and it's like it's actually going and taking action towards like working on like real actual projects that motivate people to like learn stuff i mean mm. do you know if the course is like really abstract theory or do you, is it like really practical oh what my university course yeah just a random question definitely, it just popped definitely off. very definitely very practical um, oh, that's cool. so one of the best places, in the, if not the best place in the country for um, thingy, uh, for game development type um, uh, degrees um, because of the fact that it's associated with um, Tiger, which is the Industry Game Awards or something like that. Um, it's like a big corporate for approving or accrediting courses to do with games. They, they're in the centre of the country, so they've got plenty of associates and... Um, uh, there's the course itself is very coursework oriented. You do a lot of projects, um, so there is that kind of idea of project management. You work across the courses. So, if from for I think one of the final courses in year in the third year, um, if you need some art, then if someone from the games art course feels like they want to give you their art, then they can work on art, and that will go through the, to their um, course. And while you're using that art as an asset for your game, um, mm -hmm. so you kind of get that already. You're collaborating yeah. because that—that's what real life is going to be like. Where you—you you will need. Well, I mean, in real life, it's going to be a sorted-out team, but you are kind of sorting out your own team as you're working through the course. Um, I know that also some of the projects. Um, so I think in the first or second year, you work under someone else as your kind of lead director for a game and then you get to be the lead director in the future of the course. Um, mm. So you kind of get both, both perspectives because it is something in any job where you will be your manager and sometimes you won't be the manager. The different projects in any kind of project work, whether that's kind of um, work schemes for developing a school or something or making a game or making a movie, um, you'll get both ends of the spectrum where you're working under someone or you're working at the very top. Um, so it does give you those perspectives, and that's important, I think. Yeah, I think so. But it does sound really exciting. Who, I guess, is there anyone or anything that inspired you the most to, like, take action towards what you're doing? I guess, it's, is it Pokemon? Or, um, or everything combined? Uh, I think it was it was more so the atmosphere and, and the kind of knowing I like games. Like, I... I know some game devs and I, I think they're cool people, but I wouldn't say they really inspired me per se. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know also that game developers have a reputation for working themselves to near death. Um, oh. so, <laughs> I mean, are so you that type I, of person? Guess, 
I'm a very work smart, not hard person. Any tips for that? Um, I, I'm kind of a work long, not smart person, which is kind of bad. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't really say it. It's just, it's something that just naturally occurs to me. I just, I, I will find loopholes and say, mm. if, if this, if this doesn't really matter to me, I won't work on it as hard as I, as I might, mm, as yeah. someone else might want me to, um, because that's a good point. That's just how I, that's just how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. I work hard on everything, which is even the small stuff, which kind of leads me to not having time to do what I actually want to do. So everyone Mm -hmm. listening kind of, I guess, like teachers might make you feel like everything is super important, but actually in hindsight, you realize that you kind of wish you didn't spend that much time on it and just had some more fun, I guess. Yeah. I feel like you're pretty, like you're so solid on this game thing which is super like inspiring and i feel like there's no i feel like nothing is gonna stop you from doing it do you have any uh, tips yeah. for people? sorry there is I feel, something uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't feel like anything is going to stop me per se i think everyone's had a rough 2020 but i mean yeah. like my last 12 months of my life haven't been optimal um but i feel like that that will that's something that will unravel itself mm. when I move out as well, because a lot of that is to do with kind of being stuck at home. Yeah, how, how is it like of... at home? Is it is it mainly because like you're just not moving, or is it just private stuff? <laughs> I I I don't have perhaps the best relationship with my parents. Mm. Um. But it's not. It's definitely not the worst either. It's just I um, can at times get. I guess the best way would be sick of them. <laughs> I, I can um, relate. I mean, yeah, I feel no, like you normally you you're at school, your parents are at work, and then maybe you mm. come home, your parents are still at work, and then they come back. And now it's like maybe like for me, like my mom uh, is staying at home now, so like we're always together. And yeah. It can be good, but then sometimes it can be like. I want a bit of freedom or something. <laughs> but yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. How are you dealing with it then? Just wing. Uh, just, don't know. I cage myself in my room. I play video games. I talk to people if I can. Talking to people has been very hard. Really. Talking to people has been really difficult. It's which is surprising me because people just don't seem to be free as as free as they were before, mm. which is weird because no one's going to school. Hardly anyone going to work, yeah. um, but suddenly everyone seems to be unable to pick up their phone or mm. reply to a message like less than five hours after it's been sent, um, mm. and it's just it's hard because I'm a very I'm a big social butterfly. I kind of thrive off having conversations with people, which mm. is why this this right now is really good for me. By the way, thank yeah, you. that's good. Um, oh, thank you for coming on. <laughs> I guess for people who like are interested in gaming and stuff but they're not sure if it's a good route to go to because of the stigma and stuff what would you tell them um well first of all it's your nine to five at the end of the day it is your nine to five um when you when you get out there and you like the, the, the number one reason I always tell people 
when my parents would say, do you want to be an engineer or a doctor or whatever? It's because I know I wouldn't enjoy those jobs. And I don't want to wake up, be one of those adults where I wake up on a Monday and say, oh, it's Monday. I want to go, I don't, maybe not, yeah, it's Monday, but like, like no kind of, it's Monday and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go to my job. And mm. if, if, the, if it's something you feel you'd be interested in, you showing that interest, you engaging with it, you trying to learn some things, that's not you locking into that job. I, I could maybe be a game developer for 10 years and then I could be a teacher after that. I could go, I could go do whatever. Like you, you don't lock yourself into anything. Um, and you showing interest is only going to get you closer to finding out whether that's worth your while. Um, so don't be afraid of the stigma because anyone who has anything to say about the fact you might be interested in that, at the end of the day, they're not going to be the ones who, who's doing your job for you. You're going to be the one who's doing it. And if you're enjoying it and you're doing it well and getting the money for it, I don't see the problem. Yeah. I really don't see the problem. Yeah, I love that. I think it's just we are kind of afraid to like what other people think of you I guess like just saying that I, I'm into gaming and I want to do it as a living it's like not like very rare I think but then lots of like in reality we won't have all these amazing games there's like so many games out there there has to be people behind them like making it happen mm. and stuff so and yeah. it's, it's it's a huge thing like the, you shouldn't be ashamed of play, wanting to or liking or enjoying or being into games because it's a very big thing and it's growing like the audience for gaming like in terms of esports in terms of just general appreciation of like there are people who don't even play these games but are just into them from a almost spectator kind of point of view they like they just appreciate the characters yeah. or the i just appreciate the, the design yeah. yeah yeah that kind of stuff and th like that that's cool there are people who just appreciate these things from an outside perspective not, not actually engaging with the material just knowing that it exists and seeing that looks cool and that that's fine like it's not it's definitely not something to be ashamed of because of mm. how and it's definitely not a rare thing either like it, it is so common people mm. who enjoy games yeah. yeah like the characters like the anime like even though okay they might be a bit sexy <laughs> but like they are <laughs> super like like the quality is like it's like a movie it's like just really nice and yeah even though they should wear more clothes but, <laughs> but um, yeah so i guess what's your like what your, what's your plan for the next few months you think so no, excited yeah. to like move out and when does it is it september or october it starts september for me it's september 20th is when my course starts so moving day is the day before um mm. which means that i've got 12 days until we're halfway through lockdown um, I've, I've, I've been counting the days. Um, Wait, 12 days yeah, until so halfway? How 12 days till halfway. I thought it was so been like 80. Because it started really? the 20th of March. So, oh, 20, wow. so basically the moment they said that we were going to be going down into lockdown, I realised we were getting a six month holiday. So I was like, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I'm now yeah. three months into it and I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just like, for GCSE, I was, gonna, I was saying like, this is amazing. This is going to be the longest holiday in my life because like, I think A-levels aren't as long because like A-level mm. exams are later. And like now I've got like the six months, like it's just mad. But at the same time, you're trapped. So you're free and you're also trapped. So yeah. weird. But um, yeah. 
did you go to any like protests and stuff um no i have been trying to take a very backseat approach to the whole black lives matter movement um i am black myself for um viewers slash listeners um i am black um but i've been trying to take a backseat approach because it is my style in life to take that kind of approach to things mm. um i especially think that certain things um have happened so i was having a conversation with our with charlie um uh at, at my school um we were having a conversation because of something i put on my instagram quite recently um so i have obviously i, I haven't like just gone AWOL I have been consuming what people have been posting yeah. and seeing it and I think my main bug is this kind of idea that people aren't thinking before they're acting mm. um and obviously racism is a bad thing we all know racism is a bad thing um and it needs to be dealt with but we're in a pandemic right now like there are people dying of this disease to be accumulating in such like high concentration in places like london Mm -hmm. even if it is one person who has the disease and then 20 people get it out of 2000 that's 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 now 20 times more people from that gathering who now have that disease and they will go off to their individual places and they god forbid spread it more and it, it's bad but then th- there's that and then there's also in terms of online things um and this isn't this isn't everyone this is far from everyone but it is people and i've, I've recognized it and it's bad because it's there um there are people who are posting things on a very in a very hostile manner um in a way that isn't kind of appreciating that yes maybe what started this was what was perceived as a racially motivated attack from a white man onto a black man but that doesn't mean that white people are inherently racist no it doesn't mean that white people are even immune to racism or the kind of racism only happens between white people and black people there are so many different places and religions and cultures and colors that your skin can be that to say that kind of this goes any one way would be completely naive and to kind of not acknowledge that racism is something that has infinite angles that a black person can be racist to a white person in the same way that a white person can be racist to a black person to, to not acknowledge those kind of things is naive and um there's just a lot of things and it's 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 good people are acting it's really important that people do act but i just think a lot more caution needs to be exercised and a lot less hostility needs to be implemented in what we're doing because mm. at the end of the day acting in such a rude manner is only going to provoke more racism more wars more kind of disagreements between people people aren't going to feel inclined to agree with you to agree with you if all you're doing is yelling abuse at them or something that you have you you yourself have said is institutionalized these people don't actually realize that what they're thinking is wrong because they've grown up in a state that has developed the wrong kind of ideas amongst them so what you need to do is you need to unravel that you need to 
present the the good the good news to them that actually everyone is equal that that black lives do matter as much as white lives as much as asian lives as much as any other life um that all these lives do matter because you need to i lost my i lost my flow words um <laughs> it's just a matter of making sure that you, the information is presented in a way that isn't hostile that that mm. like the, the hostility just needs to cut down actually kind of it's kind of nice to hear what you guys think and like not everyone is like that angry about it i guess i i'm not angry i'm not angry i, I can't bring myself to be angry um I, i've never been able to bring myself to be angry um people are definitely angry. I, I think if I want to get that across, do not think that just because I'm not angry doesn't mean that, like, I would say 80%, I might be being generous there, 80% of black people are very angry right now. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's never been for me to, um, I I am very disassoci- disassociated from my race. I I don't really consider myself a black person as much as I do any other race. I, I don't I just consider myself a person above all else. Um, so I don't really identify kind of when, when I, when I see a racially motivated attack or police brutality on a black person or something and any kind of thing, um, or I hear a racist joke, I understand. Yes, I'm black. And technically speaking, I'm identified by that, but I don't feel so personally identified that it brings me to offense. Mm. And also one thing that is different again with me, from a lot of other people is I don't believe in getting offended anyway. Um, so unless someone is to kind of physically put me in chains and say, go pick cotton in my cotton field um, or something of that kind of nature, I'm not really going to be hurt. I'm not really going to be affected. I know, I know it's bad and I know people do, do get offended. And I, I mean, I just personally don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really bring myself to be offended. That's really good. That's like a really good mindset to have. I think, like it, it, you just don't like you, like you being angry or being offended. You don't feel good yourself. So under like having an open mind and like understanding that everything is happening, but at the same time, you are like in peace is like I guess really good to have during these times. I think it's fun, very fun. <laughs> I get to watch all these. I get to watch all these angry people popping off, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah. How about I was just I just it kind of reminded me of like you doing like you do like daily Snapchat quotes, which is really interesting. I'm just curious. I'm going to be really lazy with those. <laughs> but like, recently. no one does like. I don't know anyone who does like. I mean, I do them on Instagram, but like, I don't know anyone who does like daily quotes on Snapchat. Like, when did it start, and like, why did it start? And yeah, I'm it just was curious. Years. I was just like yo, I've got to do something different this year in my life. I was I was at a very low point Christmas holidays. Um, stuff happened. Uh, and I was just, I was not very good. Um, so I, I was like, I was just reading stuff and I was like, hold on. There, there are so many. I, I just had one of those kind of shower 40 moments where I was like, mm. people have a lot to say. There are, currently there are over 7 billion people in this world. And there have been many, many more. Um, and over that time, there have been a lot of words uttered, things said. Um, and 
Some of them are quite profound. Some of them I don't agree with. Some of them other people might agree with. Some of, some of them are just useful to hear. Some of them are just interesting to hear. Some of them are funny. Some of them are ridiculous. But there's so much that people have to say. And I feel like there's a lot that can be learned from hearing what people have had to say or do have to say. Um, so I just thought, if I can reach out to, not even reach out, just put on the table for those around me so a snippet of, of what the world has had to utter over the course of time recorded every day, just a snippet. People can learn from that. That might fix someone's day. That might be the push that someone needs to get something done. That might be what someone need, needed to hear to approach something differently that they wouldn't have otherwise considered. Mm-hmm. And if not, it's just a bit of fun, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not really losing anything from it. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, actually, mm-hmm. hearing, like, what kind of stuff people... And, and I'm learning about people as well, because there there are, like, I'd say 90% of the names I've put up there, I've never account, encountered them in my life. Um, so just learning about these kind of different people that have existed over time, because I've never been a history head. Um, but like I know it's something I, I guess that's probably one of the things that school ruined for me as opposed to me not actually being interested in history mm-hmm. um, and kind of seeing all these different people has been interesting mm-hmm. so lost, yeah. at loss for a different word to be honest yeah, yeah I agree and like I feel like I don't know, I, I'm hoping like at the, in the future this podcast will go a bit bigger but like one person like even if like one person listens to this podcast who's wants to do gaming or something um, and they're not sure they might have like gone the other way around if they didn't listen to this podcast if they didn't listen to your story and like you sharing mm. how it's okay to like take it and just go for what you want that could have changed someone's life someone's life maybe I don't know that's, that's the goal maybe. I guess like yeah. if they helped one person then that's enough but um yeah, yeah thank you so much for coming on that was like very interesting to talk about what no like problem. i guess what because mm, like no okay i was gonna okay i forgot what i had to ask i'll just skip that question but um normally yeah i i ask every guest to, like give a challenge to all of us to like something related to like taking action so what kind of challenge would you give us in terms of like Ooh. doing something i don't know anything from uh, gaming to like finding a quote or researching someone or like anything you want just a challenge for us to take action mm-hmm. um you know what we're in lockdown um a lot of you are going to be bored so i challenge every single one of you to to try three different games three different games any any game you like spend money on it don't spend money on it there are plenty of free to plays out there try three different games like different ones mm-hmm. because there's something out there for everyone and you know i think games are a great way to communicate so yeah try three different games okay. that's, that's this is a fun this is a fun one um so i'm sure everyone would be interested to do that and it's a good like thing to do when you don't really know what to do so we've already got that option sorted if you're bored and just not sure what to do just go and find three games and try it (laughs) so yeah um if people want to find you can they snapchat you or like instagram you and stuff yeah um yeah you're welcome to contact me on any platform um i'm 
Daniel Famikin on Facebook. I'm uh, my surname that's F A M A K I N G on Snapchat. Uh, and then I'm Duxon underscore Fixon on Instagram. Um, it's Dan Fam, but with X's on the A's um, with underscore in between them. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find on anywhere. I hope you guys enjoy the episode and definitely reach out to Dan if you're into gaming and all of that stuff. And yeah, until next time. <laughs>